Greetings and blessings to all of you. Thank you for joining me on this Lenten journey with St. Joseph. You know, in the litany of St. Joseph, one of the titles given to him is Joseph Most Obedient. And perhaps some people would not look at obedience as a virtue, but as something that's kind of negative, maybe even a vice. You know, the secular world prizes individual freedom above all else. And therefore, in a society that preaches independence, obedience is often seen as that which imposes or places some kind of limits on freedom, that in some way it requires handing over my rights to someone else, to another person. I mean, look at kids. You know, kids might see obedience in the sense that if they don't submit to the authority of their parents, then they'll get punished. So obedience then is seen as a deterrent rather than a virtue. So what is a virtue? You know, a virtue, according to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, is a habitual and firm disposition to do the good. Another way of saying this is it's a virtue allows us not only to be good in our actions, but to give the best of ourselves. In the words of Matthew Kelly, to be the best version of ourselves. And being the best version of ourselves is always, it's always, always a way of loving and serving God. St. Thomas Aquinas, one of the great theologians of our Catholic tradition, gives us perhaps the most comprehensive explanation concerning obedience. And from his teaching, it is clear that obedience is indeed a special virtue. It's under obedience that we may perform great acts of heroism. Let me give you an example. So we have a soldier who remains at his post under strict military obedience, when to do so means possible imminent death. You know, he may demonstrate bravery in a way he would not have if not for his obedience to his commander, the one in charge of him. But that being said, St. Thomas also explains that God must be obeyed in all things, not out of fear of punishment, but out of love and trust. St. Joseph is a model of obedience for us. His deep love for God and his faithful trust in what is what allowed him to respond to the will of God in his life. And we know God to be the author of all life. And therefore, seeking and doing his will is paramount in living the virtue of obedience. I mean, how could Joseph respond to the angel saying to him, have no fear about taking Mary to be your wife? without having a deep faith and trust. And as soon as Joseph knew God's will for him, he obeyed. Even though Mary was almost nine months pregnant, Joseph had to believe it was God's will for them to leave Nazareth and go down to Bethlehem. Obviously, this was to fulfill the prophecy of Micah that the Savior would be born in Bethlehem. But still, in the end, Joseph had to abandon himself to the will of God. He had to practice the virtue of obedience. Here's another example in Joseph's life. When the angel told, told him that Herod was planning to destroy the child and that he should flee to Egypt, Joseph immediately got up and began the journey. Whenever he was warned in a dream, he always obeyed the will of God. He never questioned 
divine providence. Again, he practiced the virtue of obedience. Joseph and Mary always trusted God in living this obedience, even if it meant suffering. They were certain that God had their best interests in mind. So what about us? What about us? Have you ever prayed for guidance in a decision and then felt in your heart of hearts that what came to you was truly God's will? But it was not what you really wanted to hear? You know, this was the case for me many years ago in discerning a call to be part of the faculty at the North American College in Rome. Though I had no interest in this position, my bishop asked me to pray about it, so I did. You know, that's one act of obedience. And the discernment or the answer was clear to me, and I believed that it was God's will that I go, but I did not like the answer. It would dramatically change my priestly ministry. But in the end, I had to practice the virtue of obedience and trust that the Lord had my best interests in mind. So I said yes, knowing this was God's will for my life. And I believe that that assignment, that assignment had an impact on my future as well in me becoming a bishop. If we are always seeking the will of God for our lives, there may be times when the Lord will ask things of us that we don't want for ourselves, or the cost may seem too great, or we can't see the end result, or we're just reluctant to say yes. Friends, the season of Lent is about conversion to what the Lord wants for our lives. In praying to God, let us seek transformation from our resistance to obedience. We all have it. Christ was obedient to death, death on a cross. He was obedient to his parents. And he advises us to be obedient as well to him, to his commandments, and to the truth. If asked, St. Joseph will increase the virtue of obedience in each of us. He will assist us to discerning the will of God for our lives so that like him, we too may respond with great love and trust in the God who loves us so much. In the words of St. John Paul II, Joseph, in obedience to the Holy Spirit, found in the Holy Spirit the source of all love. So God bless you all.